They wouldn't um, let me be the sports reporter at our high school newspaper. Now look at me, Mrs. Whitney. <laughs> Eric, welcome back. Everyone else watching and or listening to the audio version, welcome back to another episode of the Take It Easy Sports Show, part of the Arizona Varsity Podcast Network and presented by All.net. I got to fix this. I got to loosen up a little bit. Um, I just got back from Hoopal West. I saw Perry Girls uh, face off against Modern Day. That Modern Day team is crazy good, by the way. Uh, Perry Girls also very, very good. But nonetheless, we're here. I left with like seven minutes left and we're doing the show and here we are eric it's it's championship weekend how you doing man i'm good i am happy to uh, uh to cover these games there were some really interesting semifinals and um we'll see what's up on friday and saturday are you gonna be here no but oh, i'll okay. watch sort of <laughs> so well az family on saturday yep. I'll be watching on TV. Yep. Um, Flagstaff is hosting a pretty big basketball tournament um, for both the boys and girls. So I'll be checking yeah. some of that out. They've actually got a, f- a bunch of solid Valley teams. Hamilton girls are going to be there. Oh wow! Uh, okay. Mountain View. Um, a few. A few solid teams are going to be out that way. Nice. Okay. Right on. Cool. So you get you get a little weekend of sports then. Yep. I like it. Um, we've got a lot to go over today, Eric. Uh, probably not going to be a super long show because we did have to start it late because I was at Hoopal. Um, but we got 4A championship game. We got 5A championship game. We're going to have a special guest join us for that one. Uh, we got 6A championship game. We got open division championship game. So we have quite a bit to, uh, to get through tonight. So, um, but first things first, Eric. My jar of reduced fat Jif peanut butter is almost gone. <laughs> yeah, you've been going to now, town on it. Granted, it's only like a, like a that big jar, oh, so it's I, like a small I, one. But I can through one of those in like three or four days. Yeah. So I think the last time I tried it was what last episode. So yeah, it's been about a week. That's longer than I'll last. Really? Okay. Depends. Okay. Depends yeah. how hungry I am that week. Got it. You're only you, or you're not you when you're hungry, Eric. That's right. I think I said that completely wrong. It's been a really I knew what you meant. Yeah, it's all good. Um, let's talk about Hoopaw really quick. Really, really cool event. Um, Was it still at Chaparral this year? It is at Chaparral. Okay. All games are Chaparral. They're not doing any at, uh, at what is it now? Talking Stick? No, not Talking Stick. Uh, Footprint. They're not doing any at Footprint Center. Um, some really big games too. Like I know there's a team from I think South Carolina here, from Georgia's out here, from Chicago's out here. Um, we have Duncanville, one of the top teams, if not I think number one team in the country, from Texas out here. Um, they play tomorrow night against uh, Cardinal Gibbons, I believe. That's at seven o'clock. So I'm gonna try to see a little bit of that one before I have to take off. But um, it was all girls today. Um, I don't know who the four o'clock game was, if there was one, uh, when I got there, it was the end of millennium South Point Catholic two teams. I'll probably be in the open division. Yeah. Um, and then I saw Perry another team and that's probably gonna be in the open division facing off against modern day. Who's one of the best teams out in California. So, um, a lot of fun. And then, uh, I think the next game was going to be, um, chaparral girls and someone, I can't remember who, but, um, yeah, a lot of fun. I, it's a, it's a really cool event. Yeah, um, I've I've gone to it a few times. I enjoy yeah. it. 
yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's just a great place to watch basketball. It is. So it'll be fun. Um, for those of you that don't care about football, uh, a lot of really big games at, at uh, Hoop Hall Friday night and Saturday night. Saturday night, the the, the nightcap is uh, Perry and San Ysidro. So I think it's Mike Williams, if I'm not mistaken, San Diego. Um, I think it's Mikey Williams that's the, the key player for them. So basically, Mikey Williams versus you know Cody and Ke- and uh, Keona and yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Yeah, for it's sure. gonna be fun. Um, so with that being said, who Paul West? A lot of fun. Also a lot of fun. The four A championship game. Snowflake Eric, obviously moving up from three A to four A, back in the title game. Uh, I think Chili and I are hooking them up tomorrow with pizza gift cards um, from last year when they brought Saliga coleslaw. Yep. Um, and uh, man, I mean, it, going up against LA Gilbert, and that's a team: Adam Demonte, uh, Brendan Phelps, Titan Slade. Like they have so much talent all over the field. What are you the most excited for with that matchup? It's a matchup of two completely separate styles. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched the NFHS broadcast of the of the Snowflake game um, while it was working, and they they went down um, against um, who are they playing again? Uh, uh, Canyon del Oro. That's right. Yeah, yep. Canyon del Oro kind of started hot. Um, Snowflake got back into it, and you know it was defense and running the ball that ended up doing it for them. Mm-hmm. Um, Whereas ALA Gilbert North can run, but they're a, a pass-heavy team with Adam DeMonte and uh, and Phelps at wide receiver. They're um, you know kind of a, a two separate styles, and then both of them you know try to get after it defensively. So it's it's fun to see kind of who who can who can step up in that way in a championship yeah. game. Um, you know, and it's two teams that were very recently in three A. Um, mm-hmm. that are, are now atop this 4A conference, and deservedly so. And this is also a matchup, the second matchup of the season between these two, and I think it was like 30. I think Ailey jumped out to a big lead. We were talking about it with um, BJ Media, Brandon, and um, and Jacob at the game, at the basketball game. And Ailey Gilbert took a big lead, and then and then Snowflake kind of started climbing back a little bit. Um, cut it to like a 10-point deficit, I think it was, and then ended up losing by 10. But um, these two teams are familiar with each other. Um, I, I hesitate to say they don't like each other just because like there's really no animosity there, but obviously playing in a championship game, you can't like your opponent. So, yeah, you know, the, I, it's going to be, it's going to be a good one. Uh, four o'clock a, on Friday. I'm excited for that one. A player that stands out. Um, we talk about some of the greatest defenders in the state. I had to think, I thought this was a typo at first. <laughs> um, Matthew Brimhall linebacker for snowflake. According to Max Preps, 202 total tackles so far this season. Oh. 202. Oh. And I was like, I was looking at it because I was like looking at some stuff before the game. And I'm like, oh, who's going to stand out? And I'm like, there can't be any way that he's, you know, got this many. And he was literally in on every single tackle against wow. Kenyon Delor. Every time they ran the ball, he was in there. And a lot of them were those assisted ones and everything. But it was. I mean, it was every single play he was in there somehow. Wow. Um, really talented mm. player. That's so crazy. Look out for him against the yeah. against the ALA Gilbert North offense. And that, you know, that snowflake defense too is no joke. 
Um, I know they've given up some points to some teams. I know one of the games we were talking about that we were all kind of, con- you know, not confused or um, I don't confuse the bad word, but we were kind of wondering what kind of happened was the Apache Junction game because Apache Junction put it on them like pretty bad. So, yeah, but I mean, obviously and, uh, so the, the, the prospectors were pretty good deal too. So. Snowflake, their one weakness on defense has been they've given up a few long balls. Um, and Apache Junction's yeah. quarterback, Lumangelo, had a few good um, passes in that game. And Kenyon Del Oro's one um, big touchdown came on a, just a, mm-hmm. a one long touchdown pass um, got that got away it. from okay. the Snowflake uh, defender. And um, so they're 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 liable to give up something like that if they can cut that out. They're really really solid. Hope they can cut that out because Brandon Phelps is coming. Yeah, for sure. So, <laughs> and Adam DeMonte is very very good throwing that long ball. Yes. So, um, I mean, you know, you're going to see him next year up at NAU. So, yep. Um, just really really talented all around. Um, let's move on, Eric. Well, actually, first off, Snowflake ALA, who wins? I've got to go ALA because okay. I think it it's the second year in a row where a an NAU committed quarterback wins the the four A. I've got to go like with the that. streak there. And usually I don't like to do predictions for games I'm going to be at, but since there's only like four games left, and, and you're going to be at all of them, I'm going right? to be at all of them. Um, I'll, I'll I'll do predictions, and honestly, like when we get to the open division, I know there's going to be one team that wants me to predict the other team wins, so. Yeah, um, I got Ailey Gilbert in this one. Um, I do think the Eagles are ready to be champions. I think they want it really bad, especially losing in the semifinals last year in 3A. Um, I think I think they come out on top. I think Brandon Phelps and, and Adam DeMonte are just too good, to be completely honest. I think it, it sounds like a cop-out, but I would absolutely not be surprised if Snowflake pulls it off, though. Either. Very true, very true. Um, and I do think it's going to be close. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. No, not so, at all. Actually, I think every game is going to be close, to be completely honest. I'd be so. surprised if there's anything more than two scores in any yeah. game. Yeah, exactly. So, 5A time. Um, this one's going to be a lot of fun, man. Um, we've got Higley in the championship for the first time ever. And we have Cactus who is back in the championship for the second time in four years, three years, something like that. They Mesquite, were in the four championship semifinals. Mm-hmm. They lost championship. They were in, they lost last year. Was open. Last year was open. Okay. So it was 19, 20, 21, right? So the, the, the second time in three years, they're in a championship game. Second time in three years, Cactus in a championship game. Now the thing is different coaching staff, eh, kind yeah. of new head coach. Um, so, but this is going to be a really, really good game. Um, obviously you have Jamar Malone going up against Mason Crossland, who used to be the Higley quarterback. You've got Eddie Zuby going against Mason Crossland. You've got Eddie Zuby against Brian Bellis, who he's known for a while. Um, then you add in the factor of the coaching tree and obviously, you know, someone by the name of Joseph Ortiz came from Higley then to and he coached crossland at higley then he went to cactus where i think he brought him on staff and then now all of a sudden he's at perry but he's watching the two teams that he used to be a part of play in what is being dubbed by many as the ortiz bowl um and i know he was on chili's show last night 
which only means we had to bring him on our show tonight. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Joseph Ortiz, coach of the Perry Pumas, who did make the playoffs and is turning that program around. Coach, what's going on? Nice to see you. Uh, you know, just living the dream out in paradise. So, uh, paradise. paradise. <laughs> did you just make that one up? No, I heard that today from a and I was like, oh, I like that. You know, just yeah. keep that rolling. You got to get that on a shirt or something. <laughs> right? Paradise. You should you should make that your seven on seven uniforms. <laughs> oh, that's not bad. <laughs> Brandon, no, the Puma Nation. Puma Nation. Puma Nation. Yeah, by the way, the new uniform concepts look very good, by the way. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. They look they they're clean. They're very clean and slick. And I like that. I think I think minimalistic is kind of coming back now, which is kind of a good thing. Cause sometimes the uniforms were getting I mean, look, do me a favor though. Those American flag uniforms, retire them. <laughs> Those are actually being gifted to the boys for the senior boys for uh the big good. Uh, yeah, we'll 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 come up with something different for you didn't uh, like them, Zach. It's too much, man. Too much. <laughs> Like, like they were like they were cool at one. Now the thing with Perry, though, I will say this: Perry's different because it matches. Right, Sholo. I really hate to do this to Sholo. The green helmet. You don't hate to the, do this with if the you yellow pants. Do it, you wouldn't do it with the yellow pants and the American flag themed jersey. It just didn't work. <laughs> so, I hate to do it, but I'm gonna double down on the take I already. Yep, had. exactly. I don't hate to do it. You're right. I, I, I'm a uniform critic, man. Yeah. That's just how I am. So, um, coach, good to have you. Like we already said, appreciate it. I mean, we're going to jump right into it. Mm -hmm. Your two old teams facing each other. I mean, from a now outside perspective, what do you expect from this matchup? You know, a, a dog fight, you know, I think they're going to both play really hard. Cactus has, you know, I think they have not, not revenge towards Higley, but, you know, open division, you know, we, we thought we had a chance to win four. We, we had a really good chance to win four a last year. And then what happened in the state game the year before, you know, was just hard <laughs> for these kids. And, you know, we didn't know, or they didn't know they get the opportunity to go back there and they made it, you know, with all that experience and how, how well they're coached over there with Bellis and all that staff, it, they, they did really well on their back and they have a chance. Then you have Higley, the new, new guys on the block, with the experience of playing in the 6A premiere the last couple of years. So it's just two different type of monsters that are going to go against each other. And you have a defensive, a defensive minded team in Cactus and an offensive minded team in Higley. So it's going to be a really fun battle to watch on Friday night. Do you expect that it's going to mean so much to Cactus because, you know, you were there for a few years. It's kind of this senior class was part of the, you know, part of the, not rebuild is the wrong word, but part of the culture of this team for so many years that has been through so much like this, this senior class is almost is special in that way. Are you expecting it to mean even more for them? In that I could capacity? For, for sure. We, they, that's a very special group. Like it's still hold dear to my heart. I text a group of them on Sunday, I believe, and just wish them good luck. Said they deserve another chance at a ring because they do. They've been through a lot, you know, losing on the one last play in the, in the semifinals, losing on the last play in the state championship and, and playing uh, so world hard in the open. So for their senior years to get to the point where they're playing for another state championship in the 5A now after moving up, that's pretty impressive. That's, you know, there's not a lot of senior groups that, that can say that, you know, besides like the Centennial or by such Saguaro's of the world and Chandler's cactus, those cactus seniors can say that they've, semifinals, state championship, state championship, and open division. 
that's pretty darn impressive. You know, I, I, I have to ask, are you going to be doing the coin toss or what? <laughs> no, 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 I will not. <laughs> what right. side do you sit on? Like, yeah, what, what I mean, because I know you're going to be there. You, I know, you know, it's going to be on one side and the other. Do you sit at like the end zone or something to be uh, neutral? I'll be next to the goalposts. I will <laughs> I'll be both neutral, um, no emotion, watching, you know, cheering both teams on in my head. You know, I don't want to give anyone that. Well, why is he cheering for Cactus? Well, why is he cheering for uh for Higley. So it, it's just going to, I'm going to watch and enjoy a good football game on Friday night. And, you know, it's, it's going to be a win, win, lose, lose either way. So um, it's not really about me at all, though. It's about these seniors and coach Zuby getting there for the first time since he, he since he came, he became a head coach. So I'm just there to support them. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a memory at both schools. Now I'm, I'm no longer a part of either school. I'm, I'm a, I'm a Puma now. So, you know, I have a long lasting time at Higley and, you know, Mr. Dilly, the AD says I'm always welcome back anytime. So that's very welcoming. And, and Cactus will always be special to me because that was my first head coaching gig. So it's about Cactus and uh, Higley. I just kind of have a unique perspective on things because I'm so close with both programs. I know a lot about program. I have to ask what kind of um, advantage might Cactus have with Mason being there and obviously having played at Higley. I know things are probably much different now, obviously new offensive coordinator, everything, but do you think Mason kind of remembers some of those tendencies that Zuby has as a head coach and maybe when he wants to be aggressive and maybe he, when he wants to dial it back a little bit? I think so. I think so that, that that'll help out a little bit, but you know, playing against your former school that gives you a little more um, incentive to kind of get that win. It was the same thing when we won our first playoff game at Higley. When I was with Zuby, we played St. Mary's, which was my alma mater and Zuby's former school, Zuby's former school. So that was uh, a little more incentive to just kind of take it to them. But at this time you're playing for a ring. It's not a playoff game. This is for the championship and for all of it. So I kind of think all those things kind of go out the door. Um, You coach, you coach your, your kids, your game, um, and you know, no matter who your opponent, it doesn't matter who your opponent is once you get to this point, but there's a little bit more incentive deep down and there's a little more incentive, um, after the game, like, yeah, I got it done against Zuby or yeah, I got it done against Crossland on either side. So it's going to, you, you know, I mean, as just as a human, that's, that's what you want to do and, and be, beat people that you teamed up with. You want to be the, you want to be the one that you, um, that say, Hey, I got you, you know, what is and- the emotion like? the week leading up to the championship game, you have a, um, you've been in this situation, like, is it tense around practices or what, what are you kind of expecting that these teams are going through right now? So during the weekend, you're just game planning and grinding. You really don't think about it. You're like, Hey, we got to get to work Monday and Tuesday. You're like, let's get, let, you know, we have really good practices. The kids are super upbeat because they're in the state championship. You're implementing the game plan. And by Wednesday, you're like, is it hero yet? Is it here already? Yeah, for Can't sure. sleep. You're tossing and turning. I mean, shoot, I was just, I think I talked to Zuby last night on the phone for like an hour last night late because he couldn't sleep, you know, and we're just, we're just <laughs> and talking about anything, you know, just not even about the game, just, just, just talking, just, hey man. I, I can't sleep, talk, you know, type of deal. It's you're tossing and turning. You can't sleep. You know, tomorrow's a super long day. Um, that that Thursday, you know, you get your pregame practice done, game plan set, you're ready to go. You have your team meeting at night. I mean, I know, I'm almost positive both teams have their team meeting Thursday night because that's what we did at Higley, and I brought that over to Cactus. So I don't, I'm pretty sure Cactus still does that, but I'm not sure. And then Friday, whew, that is that is the every minute seems like an hour 
you're just you're just excited to get on the bus and then go to the game and and you're there and that that's when everything kind of kicks in and then pregame you know when you're on the field and then you're that that moment in between when you come in from warm-ups and that state championship game I don't think I stood still for more than a half a second <laughs> you're just pacing everyone's just juiced it, it, it was definitely a cool feeling to that week but it's it's a long week you know for sure I'm sure you win or lose at the end of it you're just exhausted right yeah oh absolutely after the game you you know you I mean I don't know how what it feels like to win yet but you you lose. <laughs> we went back to uh, Bellis's house after the game and we're just kind of standing there around the, his island and just it's super quiet you know but we want wanted to be together we wanted to be together for as long as possible with that night and as the night kept going we started talking more and joking and then it kind of hits you again like dang you lost the game and I remember I just stepped outside and just just sat there <laughs> you know it's, it's a it's not a good feeling to win and I'm sure or to lose. And if you win, I'm sure I'm, you know, hopefully I know what that feels like one day. What do you think it's going to be like knowing that the game is at eight o'clock versus a seven o'clock start time? Like all these kids are used to, uh, not too much of a difference. I think just push everything back. So everything I know what I, what I've done and what Zuby does, and we kind of have the same kind of pregame schedule still just from me learning from him is that you just push everything back an hour, you know, that's all push everything back an hour, you know, it is different. You have to get to the stadium and they're going to be, and I think you got to get there at a certain time and you watch the 4A game for a little bit. So you're going to be out of your rhythm. I know the state championship game, they give you different timetables than what you, what you're used to. Like, all right, we try to get to games two and a half hours before to get acclimated to the surroundings. When we played the state championship game against Mesquite two years ago, they, you only, you have to get here at this time. This is when you're allowed to take the field and it, it messed me up. I mean, I was like, my kids are used to this. What is going on? But you just got to adapt and you just got to know, hey, we're playing a football game. No matter what happens, whatever pregame is, this is week 14. We all know what to do. Get that out of your mind. Let's just focus on the game and focus at the task at hand. Do you think it Do you think it makes a difference for these guys that, you know, obviously they're going to enjoy playing in Sun Devil Stadium, but, you know, being in a different type of locker room than a high school and, and just a different atmosphere in general, even if it's a, a crowded game, it's not the same as, you know, the, the bleachers that are essentially 10 yards from the from the field. Like, do you think that affects the players at all in a game like that? If anything, it brings their excitement and energy up. You know, we, we unfortunately, during the COVID year, we made the state, we had to play at Highland, you know, right. so that, that true high school feeling but I remember the following year we, week one we played at NAU in, in the dome and it, it's definitely a different feel you feel like you're in a stadium like you're hey this is kind of big time it's going to be the same feeling um, you know Cactus has that experience playing in the dome and knowing what it kind of feels like it's, it's a different type of uh, you know the stand you know the bleachers are higher you have the press box it's it's definitely a different feel on the field angles are different a little bit lighting's different for sure so it's just an adjustment. I think after warmups, the good thing is, is that you're warming up when it's it's going to be the same uh, darkness and lightness as the game. You know, in the beginning of the season, like you're you're warming up and it's still sunny outside, so they get to have a whole 45 minute warm up where okay, this is the percept this is the depth perception of the ball with the, with the stands with the lights. So th- they'll have time to to get acclimated to that, and then um, I would assume that lower bowl will be pretty packed. And, you know, you bring up a really good point because we haven't, I mean, we already talked about the, the yeah, the 4A game, but they're playing at 4 o'clock. So you're talking about probably like a 2.30 warm-up start for them. 
that's mm -hmm. that's different especially when you think about normally they might still be in school or getting off of school right there then we're talking about 6a at one o'clock like the sun is directly over you i mean how how many how much does that actually factor in i mean us as media you know we could say oh well you know it's probably not that much of a difference they're still playing for a championship they don't care but how much does that actually factor in the different you know times of the day that you have to play it does factor in it almost feels like a practice because that's when you practice is during the day we um my first ever game as a head coach was at Catalina Foothills. We got canceled on Friday. We had to go back and we played a one o'clock game. On oh. So that feeling, it's like you can wear the sunglasses out there. You know, it's a little bit different. Um, but once you get to playing and once the kids kind of get going, you don't even think of night and day out there. Uh, it's, it's, it's different for sure, but it's actually kind of fun to play during the day because you can never do it. It's like when you were playing Little League Baseball and you finally got that night game. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah kind of cool and then like for us it's like you're playing on saturday during the day at one o'clock that's what you know division one college is all about playing during the day most some of the time so it, you just kind of think of it you just kind of got to think of the positives in it you know coach we'll uh i won't make you do a prediction because i know you don't want to but we're going to give you the kirk herb street treatment as if he's calling the game the mm -hmm. keys to the game for both teams not to necessarily win but maybe just to execute maybe what their game plan is what are the keys to the game for both teams so for cactus i think slow down that offense you know um higley can score in bunches and quick so if they can take away the momentum early and frustrate the offense make it a defensive battle that favors cactus with their experience and and being in big games if it's a shootout which higley's used to and scoring a lot of points Cactus has an explosive offense with Will and Damian and Nico, but they haven't scored a whole lot this year. I don't, I don't think their average is that really that high. So if it's a shootout, I think it favors Higley. If it's a defensive battle, you know, in the 20s or lower, it favors Cactus. Right on. Eric, you got anything else? I was going to ask for the prediction, but I don't think that's fair. No, we, we won't make you do that. You know what game we are going to make you do, though? Hmm. Highland and Pinnacle. You've already seen Highland. You haven't seen Pinnacle really quickly. Actually, not even really quickly. Well, you can stay on as long as you want. <laughs> Highland. This is a team that you and I have talked about several times by phone. Defense, defense, defense. That's exactly what Highland is all about this year, especially. When you played them in the playoffs, what did you see? Did you see a championship caliber team? Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I believe that they, they're really well coached. They they have you look at athlete to athlete against us and i was like we kind of match up really well they just got to you could tell they're bought into that program and how hard they play and they're relentless they are absolutely relentless in what they do you know we we were we had a good game plan against them and we scored probably i think the second or third most against them all year over in over 20 and they haven't given that up all year so we were pretty happy with that but it's a playoffs and there's no moral victories but they're super well disciplined and well coached they can fly around they can play you know they're they're a border you know open team you know and they you know I'm, they didn't make it and i know they're kind of bummed out about that but they probably wouldn't still be playing if they were in the open right now. They're, you know, they're in 6A. They're playing for another ring back-to-back -back 6A, which is a huge accomplishment in itself. If, you know, I know they beat Pinnacle 25 to nothing earlier in the year without their quarterback, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah. I think Pinnacle will make it closer, but you look for Brock, Coach Farrell, to get his back-to-back his -back rings. Right on. How do you think Highland is going to do against 
well, obviously, if they're going to win, they're going to do fine. But what do you think Highland is kind of keying on when it comes to Deuce and Miles and then Wyatt Horton and all those guys? So what they do with their defense is they're that three three stack, but they 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 give different um, fronts all the time, different blitzes, different coverages, and they just go. So I think they're going to have formations that you know Pinnacle relies to get the ball to Deuce and their guys that are going to manipulate that and make oh that's open psych no it's not that's I think that's what they're going to do they're confusing defense they're, they're you know they're not like a formation lineup that we're going to try and confuse you and make you make bad decisions and. It happened to us a couple times, but we shoot, we do two pick sixes against them. So it was, um, that's what they, you know, that's what they do is they try and confuse and on offense, they just try and wear you down. So I know Zubke's a really good coach over there. He'll have a better idea and grasp what they're doing um, with all the film that they're going to watch. It's, I, I, I believe it's going to be a closer game. Look for a one score, two score game, but uh, you know, I think Highland gets it done. Yeah. So you're, I think, from what I'm gathering, you're expecting if Highland wins, it's kind of a lower scoring game, right? Like they're not going to yeah. win if it gets to 30, 35. Stuff yeah. Like if, I mean, they, they can score, but that's what, that's Pinnacle's game. That's what Pinnacle wants to do is score. So going into a state championship game, you want to, you want to take away what they're best at. You don't want to play into that game, you know, playing in a state championship game against Mesquite. We didn't want to make that a shootout. We wanted to make that a grinded out defensive battle. We're going to run the ball, milk the clock because we know Ty can score in bunches. And that's what you, you have to do as a coach is take the limit and take away shortened games to what, or, or, or speed up games to how you're going to get that other team uncomfortable. Now, I know you try and do that every game, but in, in the state championship game, that, that kind of heightens that perspective on things instead of like, hey, we're just going to go run our game plan and win. Well, no, what can we do to take away what they do best so we have a chance to win that game, especially in even matchups? And, you know, obviously you haven't played Pinnacle, but I'm sure you've seen them on film, maybe just comparing other teams and everything. But between Deuce, Miles, all those other guys that I mentioned, I mean, what have you seen just from that team? And, I mean, really – that was a team that was kind of in the open division all year long. They fell off a little bit, but now all of a sudden they're playing really good football again. I mean, what do you think has been the reason for this kind of resurgence late in the season? You know, um, believing in Zupke's culture, he's been there. I think he's the only head coach in school history. So believing in that culture and trusting him that he, he could do it and then just grinding through the season. There's so many ups and downs in a season. And they know they have the good players. They know they have a good old line. They know they have the players and just trusting the process. Hey, we made a lot of successful games, but hey, when I were in the playoffs, let's get to what we do best. And I think if you watch their games in the playoffs, I haven't watched them, but just kind of paying attention to them. They are doing what they do best in all three of their wins, first round, quarterfinals and semis. And that's what they're doing best. If you're doing what you do best at an elite level in the playoffs, that's the run they're going to make. And they made it to the championship. Eric. Coach already thinks Highland's going back to back. What do you think? I like Highland too. Okay. They have the experience of being in this game. This is their yep. third straight game in the six A championship. I think they get it done. I'm with you. I think Highland gets it done. I, but like like what Coach said, very close, very very close. It's not a twenty five to nothing game. I think yeah. it's a one score. It could be a final drive type of win for Highland for sure. Um, Coach, since we have you, let's go to the open. You've sure. seen Basha. You know what Saguaro, obviously from last year, did. Initial thoughts, Basha Saguaro. Uh, experience versus the new guys on the block. Um, they're both super physical. Playing against Saguaro last year, it took us a half 
they get um, get accustomed to their physicality and speed. And by the time we caught up, we petered out. We, you know, we cut it to a one-score game. But by the time we have had to match that physicality, it was like, we're, we're, we're tired. You know, we got a lot of two-way guys. Bastard was the most physical team we played all year by far in the premier they were just super physical but they're not only physical they're fast on the perimeter they're just so fast and you know demand's one of the best quarterbacks in the state if not the best day day is probably one of the best if not the best running back to khalil so they just got they just got dudes everywhere and it's going to be so fun to see the experience versus you know the speed and physicality of of basha you know and saguaro has that just just as much but um it's going to be interesting to see how basha plays you know i think when when they play really big games they 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 show up you know and it's going to be interesting to see max my guy you know he was one of the first guys i talked to when i got the job and i'm rooting for him big time and being in the cusd and getting to be out there we're two miles away from each other so we hang out a lot and talking to him a lot it's going to be a really fun game to watch on saturday so preliminary thoughts is you know so world's experience they always get it done you know mons has been there time and time again and he doesn't really fail but um you know for me i'm pulling for the for the basher bears you know, I want to ask too because, first of all, in my interviews that I I shot and uh, and posted to Twitter, I did say Cole Martin was in the game for the first time. That was a mistake. I was assume I was really talking about Basha, um, mm-hmm. but Cole has been obviously been in it twice now. But go, on the on the topic of Cole, made that switch from from cornerback to safety. How much do you think that's kind of helped this Basha defense? A lot. I think that he with his ability now he can instead of locking down just one guy he can lock down either half of a field or a third of a field and if he's if he's rolling up and playing man it's kind of now you're going against slot receivers or or tight end which is easier for him to probably cover so it just kind of opens up the defensive playbook a lot more for him and and i think that's why they've had more success doing that with with him how difficult is it to lock down devin dampier at saguaro it's a pain in the butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we going into that open game last year, we didn't know which quarterback was going to play. So we mm-hmm. had kind of two different game plans, which kind of limited us to half to half a practice time with one of the other quarterbacks. And when we figured out it was it was Devin, we 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 had a good job against defending the pass. But when he can make things move and pr- plays break down, that gives him a different dimension. And it was super frustrating. You know, I think he hurdled one of our guys for a touchdown one time. It, w- it was it was frustrating. And he did the exact same thing the following week against Hamilton. And he did it in the first round. I was at the Hamilton game. I saw you there, Zach. Yeah. It did the exact same thing against them. So the following year. So he's just – he's a pain. And it's a frustrating pain. <laughs> but in a good way he's a pain but in a, in a very good way <laughs> you know he's a really good quarterback for half before him but as an opponent he's a pain in the side you know the the thing with Devin too is last year he really relied on his legs but this year he made it and this is one thing he told me man spring ball and everything just that he really wanted to show that he can also throw the ball mm-hmm. and I think he's done that I mean he against Hamilton I think he I think he threw for over 200 and ran for another 100 or something like that. I mean, yeah, he, he, he really can do it. He's dynamic. 
he made some really good reads in that game, you know, with their RPO game with quick slants. And he realized that they were in man. And I think there was one time he, I think he floated the ball like 40 yards in the air to Hinton and he was wide open for a touchdown because he knew the matchup and the coverage that they were in. He knows if he put it out there. So he, you can tell he's just getting smarter and smarter as a quarterback, which as an offensive coordinator, once they get better and better and grasp the offense and understand it, it just makes your job as a play caller that much easier. Kind of get to open it up a little bit, right? No, for sure. You can do yeah. more plays. You can be more open. You you don't you can you can put in a new play or a new wrinkle or a new read here and there, and they're like, "Oh, coach, I got it." Yeah, I mean, it was Devin Devin special, and I know Dejan had another injury, I think, against Liberty. So I'm hoping that he is back because he's also special, and especially when you put those two together. Man, I mean, I saw you were there. Obviously, mm-hmm. we, we saw we saw Dejan catch a little slant route, and he took it seventy. Yeah, just and- because of his speed. And no one was even close to him. It no. was that that's and as a sophomore, that's some surreal speed. Surreal special. It's special. Um, I mean, looking at Saguaro a little bit more, I mean, they don't have Derek English, but they do, like I said, have Dejan and that defense, especially. I mean, I mean, the Hamilton game is what we can really keep going back to because I I don't think you were at you weren't at a game last week at all, were you? Open no, it's it okay. was I mean, I was like, I'll pass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably a good choice. Um, but Jojo Clark uh, plays a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Butler. I mean, those two. I mean, the the hit by I think it was Jojo, and then John picking up and almost scoring. This. I mean, can Sawaro have that type of success on defense against Bash's offensive line, and obviously Demond, who can run really well. I think they can. You know, if they if they have a good game plan, but Demond's a pain. That offensive line is 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 huge and physical and fast and aggressive. Uh, the thing I keep going to is Coach Cam does a really good job of getting that defense ready, and they're such good tacklers. It's hard to break a tackle against these guys, and and but Basher prides themselves on making guys miss. So that's going to kind of be the fun little matchup to see. Can can Basher make the first guy miss and get a three-yard gain to a seven, a two-yard gain to a five, because that's going to keep the chains moving. If, if, if Saguaro can make those tackles right then and there, you know, you're going to get more three and outs and, and more possession for Saguaro. So I think that's kind of one of the big matches you look at is is how it, it can Saguaro tackle and limit their playmaking ability and breaking tackles because I think they do such a good lo- um, job, but they have so much yards after contact that, you know, that, that if Saguaro can limit that, it'll, it would be a good thing for Saguaro for sure. The one thing that I really think about with this match, uh, I'll, I'll let you go first, Eric. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, does it is it fun watching you know you've played against a lot of these teams especially in the 6a is it fun watching them or does is there a part of you that's like it needs to be me next year because <laughs> 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 you you always still want to be playing but it yeah. is it is fun to go watch good football you know playing against Highland playing against Basha knowing cactus and Higley so well you have a connection with those teams. It's, it's fun to watch. It, it is. And good, you know, I'm a football nerd. I love the game and just being able to watch it and just see a good football game. And I'm a, I'm an Arizona high school lifer born and raised here and, and being able to watch high school, like the high school football season ends Saturday. 
So we all have to wait another six, seven months before we get to go see that again. So you got to take advantage of it being a football nerd and watch it. You know, I'm going to watch the five-way game. I'm going to go to the open game as well. So just being able to, to watch football is, is what you is what I live for. And when I'm not being able to coach it or game plan for it or break stuff down or practice, I'm watching football. So it, 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 it sucks that you're not in it, but I've been there. And it's, it's, it's such a great feeling. And I always tell, tell the kids you want to play in December. That's the goal. And those 16, so 16 teams made it, or eight teams, whatever it is. So, yeah, eight. So those eight teams made it. So that's just a huge accomplishment. And, and uh, every coach wants to be there. And I know there's a group of us on Saturday going to eat and going to the open game. And we all talk and talk and talk. But, like, for, it's fun to hang out and, and, and talk. But I'd rather be in the locker room or going through pregame. You know, it's what every coach strives for in the state. We'll get to predictions. I'll go first this time. The one thing that I really look at with this matchup, Basha uses a lot of those guys, Cole Martin, Miles Lockhart, on offense as well as defense. Last week, I mean, they've been able to really do it every week. But mm-hmm. last week against Chandler, they didn't really have to worry too much about a running quarterback. Dylan is dynamic. Dylan is special. But he is a pocket passer. I wonder if you try to use those guys like Miles, like Cole on offense, how tired are they going to be chasing down Devin Dampier all night? For that reason, and simply because Jason Mons has been there, Saguaro has been there, the Sabercats play their best football in November, December. I said it probably 15 times now in the playoffs. I think Saguaro goes back to back. But it's very close. And I know, and like I said early in the show, all four games are going to be really close this year. I truly believe that. I think Saguaro could potentially win in the same fashion they beat Liberty last week, two weeks ago, with the with a two-point conversion. And people will probably say, like, oh, well, I think Mons doesn't do that. He'll probably just take the, the tie at that point or to go to overtime. Mons going for two, two weeks ago into Liberty shows how much trust he has in Devin and in the rest of that offense. He will go for two again in Sun Devil Stadium. I just have to go with Sawaro because I've picked against them twice and they <laughs> proved me wrong both times. And I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. Apparently, oh, I also see. picked Chandler against Basha, so I clearly I did, yeah, see awful. And and, this. and Basha told me you better not pick us this week. So I said, "All right." But then <laughs> just, again, I'm, I'm I actually tired believe, of Liberty yeah. or uh, Sawaro proving me wrong, so I've got to go with them. Okay. You want to be proven right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it, it's tough to go against the Sororo experience. Um, I just playing Basha, though, they're good. They're really good. And beating Chandler twice in one year is a huge accomplishment. Yeah. And beating Hamilton the way they did. I was at that game against Hamilton. I left when they were down 14 with – well, four minute, whatever the time was, I was like, oh, we're, I gotta go. We got a game tomorrow because I think, or whatever it was, I was like, I'm, I'm leaving. And uh, before I even get to Jermaine on Val Vista, they tied it, and I'm like, what is going? Why did I? <laughs> and I, you know, me being a Chandler guy, I, I'm gonna pick the Bears. I'm gonna pick Chandler. I, I picked them last night. I'm not gonna change the score. I'm gonna go 21-20. Basha, because Ooh. you're right. I think Mons will go for two in the win, but Basha's defense stops him. Dang, Ooh. I like that. 
man, that look, Bash's defense, the defensive line is very good. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. Tyson, I can't remember what his last name is, but Tyson's awesome. The line they had the, the line are yeah. wow. Unbelievable. And they're and they're playing without Wyatt Milkovic. Oh that's crazy. Yeah. So I mean, and look, I'm I'm with you. It's going to be close. I just, I think Saguaro gets the two point conversion, <laughs> and yeah. I think, I think it comes down to Devin. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised Devin diving, and barely getting the ball across. And then I have Cole Martin stopping him at the one inch yard line. Fair Ooh. enough. <laughs> Game of inches. Hey, Cole Cole was coming downhill fast last weekend. He laid two big hits on Khalil Valentine. I was like, oh man. Looked a little personal. No, yeah, but. I'm just hoping for a good football game. Yeah, we of course. Went to the Open Championship game last year, going again this year. It's just it's the best football in the state, and and it's yeah. a, it's one it's probably one of the best state championships in the whole country. So yeah. it's just cool. It's just cool to see and see where Arizona has grown and how big we're growing. Yeah, there's a reason that Zach Poff from Max Prep said that he's going to try to make it down here for this game. Yeah. It's coming to Arizona. I can't remember the last time anyone from Max Preps, other than photographers, wanted to come down to see Arizona teams play for a championship. Right. This is no, a lot. No doubt. This is a lot. Um, Coach, I know you're a big cooker, so one, one of the things we do, and you know because you watch this sometimes, but um, I think you usually turn it, turn us off though when we predict that you guys are going to lose. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> Not all the time. Not all the time. Um, <laughs> um we always end the show with the best thing that we ate in the last week. Now, you're probably going to destroy both of us because I see the the stuff you post on your Facebook. I mean, it's like I don't even know why I haven't gotten the invite over yet for like some <laughs> filet mignon with some, you know, some, uh, you know, some lobster tail and twice baked potatoes. And it's like all from scratch. Like, I, I don't understand. So what's the best thing you ate in the last week? Well, shoot, today for dinner, I made pork chops with potatoes and, and a vegetable thing that I cooked up. Yesterday I made green chili ground beef tacos for Taco Tuesday. With I made homemade rice and beans with that. You know I love to cook. That's my getaway from football and stress. So cooking's my thing. I haven't been able to cook a whole lot lately. So I'm, I mean I'm gonna have to go with the green chili, green chili beef tacos that I okay. I, I, I deep fried on my own and put the cheese in there and you know, homemade rice and uh, and beans. So that was that was pretty delicious last night. And I ate it for lunch today at Perry. Oh man, yeah, I I can't even compete. <laughs> I I can't even compete. I think the best thing I ate was, man, probably I I went to Tukey's. Uh, shocker, um, Tukey's actually has really good steak nachos. I had steak nachos. That's you know just munched on those with a couple couple of buddies that I was with and watched some football on Sunday. That's about all I did. So uh, I'll go with that. But it's it's not even close to what what Coach Scott. So. Hey, I learned it from my grandma. So there you go. It works. <laughs> I've had some wild card ones recently, okay. but this is another one. I was incredibly exhausted last night, and I didn't sleep well because my dog kept barking. Um, <laughs> I think we had like a fox outside our door or something like that. Okay, and she kept barking at it all night, and I didn't sleep. 
and my cup of coffee this morning when I tell you <laughs> that this this thing felt like the nectar of the gods um, when I was drinking it. I went from like a I was at a, maybe a 0.5 out of 10 in terms of functioning and being a useful person in society. And I went up at least to a 2.5, um, which is 2. about 5. all I can ask of myself. <laughs> Um, so the best thing I've had this week was a cup of coffee and it's incredibly lame, but it's because I'm, I have a dog who doesn't shut up at night. Hey, sometimes a cup of coffee is all you need to really have a good day. Yeah. I'll be honest. Uh, like, give, me- give you what? A monster. I don't do uh, the- uh, see, I yeah. can't do monster. I can't do monster. See, the thing is that now in Flagstaff, it's freaking cold. We got snow today. Um, yeah. And I need a warm drink in the morning. Oh, uh, yeah, that makes sense. I always drink hot coffee. Well, no, that's not that's not true. If I drink coffee at home, it's hot. If I go anywhere else, iced all day long. I have to get iced. So it is what it is. Coach, thank you so much. Uh, you, maybe Joe. we'll have to do Monday Night Football, maybe. Yeah, I'm down. I'm, yeah, I, yeah, I'm down. I'll hit you up. We'll, we'll see what Cody's doing. So, um, but anyway. Appreciate you. Thank don't you so much. Don't invite Cody over. He'll eat all your food. <laughs> well, we don't invite Cody anywhere except out places. We don't let him come yeah, to our houses. That's fair. Yeah, no. My my pantry doesn't look that great right now anyway. I haven't gone to the store. So, yeah. Cody's one of the few people that he'll be eating and dreaming about his next meal at the same time. <laughs> it, it, it was so hard for me to cheer for san francisco watching brock this this weekend you know and i was so happy that they won and he played he played really well and and it was cool that was the buzz around perry this week was was that talk to coach jones today i'm pretty sure he had a photographer come out or uh, he was getting um interviewed today at his house espn's coming tomorrow to the school to talk to to coach jones so it's in a pretty pretty exciting time with you know the the purdy family and, and perry right now yeah, I, I, did, I got to talk to Coach Jones on Monday, uh, and then I talked to um, Sean Purdy, Brock's mm-hmm. dad, on Tuesday. So I, I have a story coming out um, Sunday, so I'll post it Sunday morning before all the games. So, yeah, and it, it was just super cool, man. I mean, I know I know Sean, <laughs> he took about a day to get back to me because he said that he was getting texts from, obviously, reporters here, but it was ESPN. It was, like, the New York Times, the New York Post, like, like you know, San Francisco – anyone that even remotely wants to do a story right now on Brock, he was getting bombarded with text messages. So I'm very thankful that he out of all of them got back to me pretty quickly. So, (laughs) but really cool story, man. I mean, we're all, the thing is, we all knew what Brock was capable of. It's just now all of a sudden the entire country's kind of opening their eyes. Like, okay. Like now, obviously going against Tom Brady is difficult and you know, no matter what people, What's gonna and I know exactly what's gonna happen is Brock might make a mistake and they're gonna be like, yeah, you know, that's something he can learn from by watching Brady from the sideline. We're gonna get stupid comments like that from the commentators, but it's expected at this point because it's Tom Brady. I mean, you know, that defense for the Buccaneers literally held um, held the Saints to like three yards and got the ball back, but yet it was all Tom Brady and and those amazing catches by Julio Jones and everyone, the two, you know, the penalties. But it was all Tom Brady, even though his was his receivers making ridiculous catches. So just it, it, that's what's going to happen. But it's OK because he is the best. So, uh, no, we're all happy for Brock. It's going to be really cool to see. And if he beats Tom Brady, then Brock's the greatest of all time. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's right. That's how it works. <laughs> that's how it works. That's that's it. That's how it works. So hey. anyway, coach, thank you so much. We really do appreciate thank it. You. And uh, we'll see you on Friday. Yep. See you on Friday. And uh, it'll be it'll be fun to watch that game. It'll definitely be a lot of fun. All right, coach. Talk to you soon. All right. See you guys. Bye. All right. That was fun, man. We should yeah. have people more on more often with us. Yeah. That way it's not just we you and me. Going to, back we and used forth. to be a guest heavy show. I know. And then we got tired of booking guests because it takes extra effort. Yeah. You know who we do need to bring on is ne- uh, next week. And I'm already going to say next week for sure. Um, Jason Skoda. Cause he's doing something really cool over there with Williamsfield. So we're, we're going to have Jason Skoda on next week. Cool. Um, I thought I already talked to you about it, but this is me talking to you about it. And you this can't say no because we're live. Meeting while yeah. The air. yeah. We, you can't say no. Cause we're live. So yeah. Um, yeah. We're going to have Jason Scott on next week. Talk about what he's doing over there at Williamsfield with the talent brand new uh, newspaper over there for the Blackhawks. That's where um, I got my journalism start was writing at the Mayo Rochester Mayo high school newspaper. And my journalism start was under Jason Skoda. So wow. there's that. Look at that. They wouldn't um, let me be the sports reporter at our high school newspaper. Now look at me, Mrs. Whitney. <laughs> <laughs> Miss, did Mrs. Whitney spell your name wrong too? No. Newman with two U's? No. No one ever called me Newman with two U's. One U. N-E-U. One. I'm I'm sure I've gotten that at some point. You told me that one of your teachers used to say that used to spell. Oh like that. no, that was a. Uh, um, we won the state championship in tennis, and um, the reporter, the reporter who took the picture, spelled everybody's name wrong. There was like uh, so there were ten people that started on the varsity team, and there must have been six misspelled names on. It. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was so bad. <sighs> yeah. I was I think I was I might have even been Rick Newman with it. I definitely had the U, but I might have been Rick Newman. I'm gonna start calling you Rick Newman from now on. You can. Um just so if anyone that's a wants to be a journalist is watching us or listening to us, always check your spelling especially on names um let's see don't jump the gun on news that's not true aka the aaron judge to giants news this week um probably not a really good idea to ask on twitter a college coach to go after a certain player in the transfer portal a little strange um and always make sure that your editors read your story before writing botched headlines all right, that's going to do it for our show today. Um, yep. <laughs> bang, bang. Uh, sorry, I had to. That was such a bad headline. Such yeah. a bad headline. It was anyway, it, was, it wasn't the writer's fault. It was not no, the writer's fault. No, it often fault. isn't. No, it's not. Um, it's actually, yeah, no, it's never. Yeah, sometimes. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Eric, I'm excited for the games. I know you're going to be watching from home. Uh, good luck with the snow. Hopefully you don't get snowed in. Um, but you know, overall have fun this weekend with soccer, uh, basketball, sorry, basketball yep. and NAU and, plays uh, on Saturday too. Right on. Have fun with NAU as well. Tell Carson Tal that I said, hello. Um, you don't have to actually, I'm just kidding. But anyway, 
thank you all for tuning in. Thank you once again to uh, Coach Joseph Ortiz from Perry for joining us. It was a lot of fun having him on. Uh, thank you to All.net, our sponsor. And most importantly, thanks once again to everyone that's listening and or watching us. Make sure to give us all a follow on Twitter at Zach Alvire, at Human Rights, at AZHSFB, and at Arizona Varsity. We will all, except for Eric, have coverage of the championship games. Um, I will also be at, at Hoop Hall West for a little bit tomorrow. So I'll post some tweets and stuff. But most importantly, 4A, 5A, 6A in the Open Division will be covered by myself, Cody, Chili, Jacob Saliga is going to be there for some of them. Um, Chris Eaton's going to be there. Probably Richard Smith, at least for the 5A game. So all of us are really going to. Brett uh, Quintine is calling the 4A game. So please um, make sure to tune in to him. Uh, he does a great job. He's super for sure. Like he's super on the mic. So um, our radio show is going to be live Saturday morning from ASU. So make sure to tune in. You guys in will that. do a super job there too. I think, yeah. I mean, well, Brett, look, that's Brett's show. Jose and I are just there to help. That's Brett's show. Um, but anyway, thank you again to everybody. Again, follow us all on Twitter, and we will see you all next week when we talk about crowning some champions. Talk to you guys next week.